Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, good to, what? Good. <laughs> it's good to, wow. Good to be back. Yes. Uh, welcome to the Gentlemen's Dojo. Dojo. Coming in hot. Real yeah. hot. Hot, stanky, dirty. Couple of muddy. Couple of good shows. Rough. A lot of positive feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out. 17 reviews on iTunes. We have 17. Ooh. We're up to 17. 17. It's Fuck. feeling good. It's feeling yeah. good. Steve Simone has 283. Does he really? Seven, I don't know. I'm jo- totally oh. joking. Uh, to my left, from Detroit, Michigan, the city where the water sucks, uh, yep. Flint, uh, Motown isn't even there anymore. The governor should resign. Yeah, everybody's in yep. jail. The city's yep. crumbling. Yep. Gary Cannon. Uh, to my right, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, claiming to be a comic, Steve Byrne. Shut the fuck up. Oh. Good uh, seeing you We again. have an incredible guest today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A man I know... I'm so happy to have him here. A man I know from New York City. We started kind of stand up at the same time. We were here together. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I met him in New York. He's yeah. in LA. You catch oh. him all the time on ESPN. You know who he is. Yeah. You know the voices. And they now, do know the voices. <laughs> you know Denzel. <laughs> you know Donkey. <laughs> you know Tracy Morgan. <laughs> you know Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> It is Dean Edwards, everybody, <laughs> yeah. in the dojo. Also, in the dojo. Also has a show here on the network, which yeah. I knew about. Yes. I told you about when you Father walked Mark in. Father Mocking Protocol. Father, you said yep. it right the first time. Uh. awesome. Uh, you know what I mean? You say, you say, what is it? What is it? Our, our say, show's called no, The Gentleman's say, Dojo. Say, his, say the name of his. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I won't. Say it. No, I don't, don't want to put you on the spot and make you uncomfortable. What's it called? See, watch how his glasses fog up. See in the top? His glasses fog up. We're They're wasting so Dean's misty. time. Okay, let's get to it. Yeah. Dean, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Man. Thank Appreciate you it, for buddy. having me. It's it's called, it's the Father Muckin Protocol, also on All Things Comedy. Drops every Monday. And uh, subscribe, comment, and like. The Father Muckin Protocol. Good to be good to be here with <laughs> we're in the gym. Gentlemen, the gentleman's dojo. Dojo! Dojo! Yeah! So you are killing it now on ESPN, you and Caliendo. Yeah, man. On quite often. Yeah, he's a, you know what? Shout out to Frank Caliendo because he, he, you know, in this business, so, so rarely um, do people look out for other people. Yeah. And, and I right. always, that's why I loved your show because you were like, guys, the door's open, get in here, you know, and you pulled in. <laughs> Other comics and other yeah. friends, you know, and that's what Caliendo did. I did something for Super Bowl Forty Nine with him uh, last year, uh, where uh, they needed um, someone to play uh, Richard Sherman since Seattle was uh, was in, in the Super Bowl, and so I had characterized something. I did uh, did Sherman, and the producers at ESPN dug it so much that they hit me uh, the following summer and said, "Hey, Dean, you know what? We'd love to. Uh, if do you do any other people that um, we we." seen you know some of your stand-up and some of your clips online who else do you do you know based around the nfl around sports so i said well i just throw throw people at me and they sent me a a a video with probably 10 15 different personalities from 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 uh uh from from stephen a smith and his lip (laughs) and his forehead to um to crit to chris carter you know h-o-f-er (laughs) Um, and and Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, just a bunch of people, uh, Coach Tomlin, you know, right, right, yeah, Coach, uh, uh, (laughs) Coach Tomlin and, uh, his eyes, if y'all could see this right now, you'd say, wow, he's brilliant just on the eyes alone, (laughs) um, 
And yeah, man. And, and yeah, Tomlin always looks like somebody took a shit in his living room and he just walked in and opened the door. <laughs> like, Come on, what's, what's going on? Uh, in here, obviously. Uh, he says obviously a lot. Obviously. Um, yeah, and we just, you know, I. It's funny because Mark Theobald, uh, a friend of a friend of ours, Mark just called. I have a picture of Mark from this uh, this LL Cool J thing he did years yeah. ago. Um, so that's that's the picture I have. Anytime that screen cap rings. looked like he was doing an ad for Payless Shoe Source, <laughs> yeah. and he just looked so happy and harmless. He did. He did. He's like, hey, they have size ten. What are the chances? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so Mark actually, I was able to same thing. I pulled Mark in, so they said we want to bring you in to do some sketches uh, this this NFL season. And uh, I said, you know what, can I bring a writer? And they said, you have someone in mind? I said, yeah. So I, I was able to pull Mark in. And, oh, nice. Uh, and, yeah, we, we hope to keep it going. You know, um, they, they were happy with uh, a bunch of things we did. We had a real nice on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, Caliendo and I, did, they split them into about four different uh, sketches, like 90-second to two-minute sketches that ran during uh, NFL Countdown. And, you know, they just uh, hit me last week saying, hey, we're looking forward to – Next year, you know, so fingers oh, crossed that they bring bring us back. Now, are oh, you a wow. big football fan yourself? I, no, that's what's hilarious. Really? Yeah. I don't watch fo- – I watch football the same way, uh, you know, like your Nana watched football on, on Thanksgiving Thursday. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. it's on – you're like, oh, the Dallas Cheerleader Cowboys. You know, and yeah. uh, Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader. That's how bad I am. The <laughs> Dallas Cheerleader Cowboys. Um, the same way the TBS executives watch Sullivan and Son. That okay. Of <laughs> it's <laughs> on in the on. background. Moving on. <laughs> It'll eventually yeah, be over. We have a guest here. I, yeah. I, t- I take it you didn't cast him. Uh, is that what <laughs> no, no. He was the audience warm-up. Okay. I did the warm-up. Oh, okay, his show. okay. He's so behind he camera talent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I never warmed up a drama right. before that okay. show. Shut yeah, the yeah. fuck <laughs> up. And the dean, our guest. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is it like, though, because obviously when you're in the world of ESPN, mm-hmm. look, it, it, it's so obvious that you could you know, the big marquee names mm-hmm. to go after them and do impressions. Right. But again, when you're doing like a Stephen A. Smith, who right. is a celebrity with himself, right, right, or right. Michael Wilbon, or any of these guys, these tent poles of the of the network, mm-hmm. is it tough because you're going to be sharing a desk with them at some point, or you're going to pass them in the hall? Or... No, you know, at the flip side of it, um, I was nervous. Were they flattered? Because they, the they're thing. not used That's to the getting thing. made fun. Caliendo, they're writers. Caliendo told me later on, he was like, He's like, he's like, Dane. Let me tell you something. They're, 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 they all want you to do them. They, they're yeah. gonna act like they don't, but they do because uh, after we did, like, after we decided we were gonna do some, my, my first one, uh, I, I decided, you know, what, I wanna, I wanna go in with a start with a bang. So I'm gonna do this sketch where it's, uh, I wanna do sort of like Eddie Murphy at the the clumps dinner table where I'm just <laughs> doing a bunch of different characters. Right. And so it was um, me as Denzel, me as Tracy Morgan, me as uh, Coach Tomlin, and me as Chris Carter. And Carter was interviewing Tracy and Denzel, and then uh, uh, Tomlin was live via remote. And so, uh, right. and and for me, it wasn't about the fun. The first one, I was like, I I'm doing a lot in a little bit of time, so I want it to be funny, but I want people to say, "Wow, that's crazy!" He did that's all him, you know? right? And so. After we did sort of a rough edit, I, I what I did, I had to send them um, video of me doing a bunch of them. That was sort of like my audition to the bigwigs at ESPN that would that would say, "Here's here's some money," you know. Right. Um, so we did one. They sent it. They I didn't realize until the day I got up to uh, Bristol, Connecticut, where where their campus is, that they were showing them. So they showed. Oh. So the day I, I went up there on a Tuesday, and I think we were shooting on. I went up on Monday. We were shooting Tuesday morning. And so Monday, they're like, uh, 
they're like, oh, Dean, you know what? Um, you're, we're going to bring you in to meet all the guys, and so you're 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 meeting, uh, you know, Coach uh, uh, Dick, and, and and you're meeting uh, uh, um, um, Chris Carter and, and Keyshawn and the whole crew, you know. Yeah. And I, so I walk in, and, and they're all smiling, and then Chris Carter's like. You got it. Okay, you got me. You got me. <laughs> and and you're. I'm like, wow. You really do have large eyebrows. You know, yeah. <laughs> what large eyebrows you have, Grandma. And um and he pulled me to the side, man. And and this this is what I appreciated. Chris Carter pulls me to the side. CC. He says, uh, he's like, hey, man, I I just signed a contract. I'm gonna be here for a long time. You know, uh, Stephen A's gonna be here for a long time. That means if just keep doing us, you are gonna be here for a long time. <laughs> you know, and and I. I appreciated that because I've done impressions of other people that I'm not going to say any names on exactly who it was that I did, but right. they weren't as as happy that I was doing them. <laughs> well, I got to say, I remember when I was in New York City, uh -huh. speaking of which, the like I remember you came onto the scene, you're doing these impressions uh -huh. before SNL, right. and you had done some show somewhere, and we're all at the Boston mm -hmm. Comedy Club, which does right. not exist anymore. Right. That's how long ago this was. That was the gym. That was like that was the gymnasium. gym. Yeah, it was the house that Todd Lynn. <laughs> Hey, hey, Steve, man, let me tell you something, man. You funny, but you know, you you need to stop talking about being Asian and Irish, man. That's Todd Lynn right there. Every night of my life, every moment. No, no, no. No, he was a Todd's comic. Todd's a great oh, comic. God bless him. He passed a couple of years ago. Shot from the hip. He didn't yeah. give a shit. He didn't give right. a fuck. He wasn't there to make friends. He was yeah. there to do his thing. Yeah. But he was always just... Very honest. That's why you respected him. Right. I think like he was overshadowed by Patrice at the time because right. Patrice was just so... Like literally, physically, just so such a large right, person, right. but also like such a large personality. Right. And Todd was, I think, very similar. Yeah, yeah, they were cut from the same cloth, it, it, like literally the same. Yeah. Um, but Todd, Todd, <laughs> that's Todd right there. But I remember, uh. so you had done this Jay Z impression, and everybody was going like batshit crazy over it. Uh. And then there was a show you had done in mm -hmm. New York, mm -hmm. and Jay Z was in the audience and got to see. Oh wow! You do it. <sighs> And it was the next day, and people were kind of like, oh, Dean killed it, and Jay-Z was there. And then I think like within like a year, that's when I knew, oh, my God, he's killing it with all these impressions. And then all of a sudden you got SNL. So yeah. I remember that was the first thing I remember back in the day in New York right. of hearing like, oh, Dean's got these impressions down there. Yeah, well, you know what? I had It's funny with the impressions. I had stopped doing them. You know, actually, I shouldn't say I stopped. I had stopped doing them as heavily in the city because Lucian Hold, uh, all these people passed away. Lucian Hold, who used to uh, run and book the uh, comic strip, Lucian, when I first um, auditioned to get on there, mm -hmm. he had seen me at uh, when I did Def Comedy Jam in 95. So I was thinking, I'm in. So I auditioned, and he... Lucian was another straight from the hip guy. You know, he said, "You know, your 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 impressions and your characterizations are wonderful, but you don't you don't have any jokes, <laughs> right?" And, and a lesser an a uh, a performer with a smaller ego or less confidence in themselves might have let that affect them. But I I'm always open to constructive criticism. Right. So I said to him, I said, elaborate. Well, you know, when when Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld doesn't have brilliant stage presence like you do, but he has brilliant jokes. So when he says, you know, why is it he called the best man when it's not the man that's getting married? That's a brilliant joke, you know? And so from that... I said, you know what? I want I want the respect of comedians and the comedy world. I don't want to be just I don't want to be Rich Little. I don't want to be uh he's an impressionist. Right. So 
I had I always had that like I would do the impressions say on a weekend at Boston or stand up New York mm-hmm. or the Strip. I do them to, to kill if I have to close. If I have to follow Tony Woods and you and and Chappelle showed up, you know, I'm like, all right, we got to win tonight. So I'm I'm shooting every impression I have out. But for the most part, I said, you know, what? I want to I want to start crafting jokes. I want to craft material right. so that. I get the respect of you and Voss and, and Patrice and, and Todd. I, wa- I wanted respect from my peers so that the the probably the year leading up to SNL in the city I was I was doing them on the road. I was I was you know I was like running NACA at that point like yeah. seventy something schools. Wow, February and, and, booked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and that's all you wanted. <laughs> that's you know what I mean. That's all you wanted. You were like, all right, if I could get if I can get you know, 15 dates out of this uh, national NACA appearance, uh, I'm good. And I'm, I wound up booking like 70. Wow. And and then I, and I burnt myself out. It became too much. You yeah. Know? And, and that's, I, I think that's always the trick in in what we do is is knowing when to say, no, I got to stop. I gotta, right, right. You know, I remember J.B. Smooth was the king of the Chitlin circuit of the black comedy clubs and, and just one-nighters all over the country. And everyone's like, man, JB just has, to, if he slows down, it'll give Hollywood a chance to notice him. And as soon as he did, yeah, you know, everything that's happening for him started, started to really, uh, but to go to back to what you were saying a second ago, like, uh, you know, sometimes when I, when you think of these impressionists mm-hmm. that, that are obviously comedians, it's like they'll go up and they can just kill and kill mm-hmm. and kill and the the impressions are spot on and they're goddamn funny but right. but you don't know anything about that about performer right. and the one thing I've always respected about you is that even when I think of you now mm-hmm. as a performer mm-hmm. I see you sitting on that stool oh <laughs> you don't go up and you're not like selling the impressions you actually take a lot of time to spend to pontificate and to do stand up mm-hmm. as you. Right. So right. I think when people think Dean Edwards, I think of you as a stand up mm-hmm. and the impressions are secondary, even though the impressions are fucking awesome. Right, right, right. So that's the way I think, I, I think most comics look at you that way. And I think that's a tough trap when you. Because you could go either all in on mm-hmm. the impressions, mm-hmm. which is the easy thing to do. The harder thing is to do what you did. Right, right. And I've I've always felt like it, it the the reward for for working harder than settling for the easy route, it it, it just it's worth more. Even it's it's intangible, you know, mm-hmm. because respect, you know, respect. Hearing you say that, I remember Patrice. Um, on uh, on Jay Moore's uh, podcast, I think it was the, his final time, uh, his final interview, mm-hmm. and you know they were talking about something. Or no, it might have been an interview, but um, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, Dean Dean doesn't do what what a lot of these cats out here are doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I take that as a salute because I didn't want I I worked hard to carve out a niche. I I know a lot of comedians that are impressionists first right. and kill and get the standing ovations every night and, and destroy but they're not you you don't look at them like yo did you see his special did you see you know i want people to like after seeing me like like uh dc benny last week I, i've mm-hmm. been doing this sort of dark material where I'm, I'm talking about suicide and 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 funerals uh and dc's like oh yeah damn man i yeah like, I saw a different you tonight, you know. <laughs> I, I said, "Oh yeah, would you?" He was like, "Nah, I, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. it. Just it, it, it surprised me, but but I liked it." And I was like, "You know what? That's what I like to do because it yeah. keeps it keeps people guessing, and then uh, you're unpredictable where they don't know. Like you, at the end of my shows, when I'm on the road, um, even last week, someone someone yells out while I'm on stage. Uh, I think at the factory on mm-hmm. Thursday night." 
Uh, I had done, I had done the suicide material. <laughs> <laughs> I had done this dark material, and uh, then as I was getting ready to uh, get off stage, I hear do Denzel, you know. And <laughs> I've learned, I've come to to grips with being comfortable with that because I know it's coming from a place of of respect and admiration. Right. And so they're yelling that out like, hey, man, this is my girl's birthday. Please do. I know you do this one thing. Please do yeah. it. You know, and and ye- years ago, I that annoyed me until I said, you know what? That means they, they dig. It's it's like it's like going to see Prince and then please do Purple Rain. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's your greatest hits. You know, your macaroni and cheese is yeah. one of your greatest bits. Gary, and so people I, wanna Oh, you don't have any. No, no, no. People do <laughs> shout out during Steve's show, but they're always yelling, wrap it up. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. And then I have to tell the club Jesus owner, Christ. hey, he's a special guest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but it was like Dean was saying, but like with, with Chappelle when he would come into the club and everybody would want to see right. the Rick James thing over right. and over again. So it's right. this really nice right. kind of sense of, hey, the, people really know you. Right. Now, what was the first, what was your first impression where you think, I had Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Um, yeah. Well, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, it was, yeah, it was Bugs Bunny. You know, yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> I think just because as a, as a child, I, you know, people always ask, well, well, how did you, how do you, I have, it's funny how people come up like, yeah, man, I want to do impressions. How, how do you do that? I'm like, <laughs> it's not how it works, you know. Yeah. It's just, it was just a natural gift that I had from mimicry. And uh, and so as a kid watching, uh, watching, you know, Bugs Bunny and, uh, you know, mimicking, uh, 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 I say, I say, you know, Foghorn Leghorn, Yosemite Sam, you know, all of them. And, and if you listen, as I've gotten older, you listen, you're like, those are all the same person. You can hear Mel Blank, yeah. If you listen, you're like, that's Mel Blank's under you can hear a sort of undertone to yeah. each each vocal vocal uh, characterization. And so uh yeah, I, you know, I would do that and then bring it to school and my friends like, Oh yo, they sound just like Bugs Bunny, you know. <laughs> and and there was something uh, you know, exciting about being a kid and and having everyone's attention, you sure. know, doing doing these uh these weird voices. And, and so you you have a knack for the voices, and then obviously the one thing we have to ask, I think, because everybody loves the show and knows it. Obviously, where yeah. were you when you got the call that you got SNL? I was uh I I I got the I'll I'll tell the story quickly as possible. Aaron's probably sick of hearing it because I've said it a couple times. But um, I, I I'm always <laughs> yeah. fascinated like where you were. When I you was got actually. The word. Well, here's what's funny. I booked Mad TV first. Oh, wow. I actually, oh. And another little tidbit, I said no to SNL at one point before I got it. Quick, so the wow, quick story really? is, uh, I had auditioned for a sketch show the year before. Remember UPN, had, had oh, they yeah. had like a sketch show. They saw me in New York, flew me out here to LA. I stunk. I bombed. <laughs> went back to New York, licked my wounds. I was like, I never want to experience The only difference again. between you and Gary is that Gary stayed here. <laughs> <laughs> you went back to New York. I should have left. <laughs> <laughs> so I um so I go back to New York. Uh, I said, you know, I got to figure this this out. So I I found like a second city satellite improv class. Took that for it was right above the comedy cellar, right? It was like this oh, little wow, show, yeah. show room above the comedy cellar. Took those classes. Next time, uh, Mad TV had auditions coming up in like May June of two thousand one. So I said, I and I happened to see uh, Jimmy Fallon's audition tape. And with most sketch shows, they do three characters, three impressions. So I said, you know what? My strength is my impressions. As long as I keep it within three minutes, I'm going to do as many impressions as I can. So right. I, I wrote a sketch um, where I said, this is my impression of 
of uh, Chris Rock and Chris Tucker hosting a black awards show that Jay-Z and Erica Badu do a duet, and then Denzel Washington and Sam Jackson present a Lifetime Achievement Award to James Earl Jones, right? <laughs> wow. So I did. I said that, I recorded it, rehearsed it a bunch of times, yeah. and then when it was time for the Man TV audition, I'll never forget, it was myself, I think it was Donnell Rawlins, maybe Owen Smith was there. Yeah. I go in first, supposed to be in there three, four minutes. I was in there 10 minutes, and by the end of it, uh, Nicole Garcia, shout out to Nicole Garcia, she's yeah. casting it, and she says to me, uh, who else do you do? And so she's, <laughs> oh, wow. so she's like, I said, I don't know, throw, she's like, Steve Harvey. I was like, whatever y'all need me to do, I'm, a, you know, and I was just, <laughs> and never did a Steve Harvey, but I knew enough of his, his nuance that I could right. do something with it. So uh, they gave me a call back for the next day. Uh, I leave and Donnell's like, yo, youngin, I don't know what you did in there, but everybody hates you out here. Because <laughs> all the actors are like, well, how are we supposed to follow that? Right, you know? yeah. So I leave, I'm walking up to Broadway and 70-something Avenue, uh, and Steinberg, my manager at the time, calls. He's like, yeah, uh, I don't know what you did, but they just called and said they want you for producers tomorrow. I was like, okay. So I'm excited, right? So that night we had a showcase. Steinberg had a showcase at Stand Up New York. Um, I'm geeked because I had a great uh, right. uh, audition, so I kill because I'm sort of in the zone. I go back for the callback where they had me read a couple of scenes. That goes well. Two weeks later, I'm shooting a, a commercial for KFC. Black man doing chicken. What are the chances? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember we're in West Nyack shooting right across the Tappan Z Bridge. I'm shooting it. My agent calls. He's like, hey, handsome. I have good news and better news. I'm like, what's the good news? He says, good news is Mad TV, they, just, or they don't even want to screen test you. They want to offer you six episodes and it'll roll to 13 if they like you. I'm like, all right, cool. And my, my lady's pregnant at the time, so I'm like, yeah, yeah cool. I, I said, well, what's the better news? He was like, well, that night that you had the showcase, people from SNL were in the audience. So I was like, oh, okay, so what's that? He's like, now I get, nah. and you saw that oh, point. He's shit. like, now I get to be an agent, you know? <laughs> and I was also going to Montreal that, that year, so he took that tape, sends it out to every network. Um, the network's all interested. I remember... Um, uh, Ann Maney was at Fox, and she really was wanted me. And everyone was saying, "Don't let him sign that that thing for SNL. Don't let, he's he's gonna get lost in the shuffle at SNL." But SNL has the history, you know. Yeah. Regardless of getting a you know a half million dollar deal with with a network or or Mad TV was offering me, SNL is sort of the gold st the platinum standard. Yeah. You know. So uh, so fast forward, and we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do. We 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 were able to uh, hold on off Mad TV for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, finally, we find out SNL, in order to screen test for SNL, they get first, first refusal. So if I if I say, yes, I'm going to screen test, that means I got to say no to Mad TV. Oh. And I didn't, I was like, well, they, they, they've been so nice, you know? They were so nice. And uh, so my, my, my lawyer said, well, sometimes, because SNL can make you wait three months. And I was like, well, I'm going to Montreal. Yeah. We don't want to blow it. So he said, sometimes you got to have balls and say no to get what you want. So I tell my agent, all right, just tell him no. And I'm like, all right, good. That's a, that's a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Uh, an hour later, we meet at CBS on Fairfax, and he's like, we got them to budge. They'll give us an answer in a week. Damn. So now we definitely have to say Jeez. no to. So now we have to say no to uh, Mad, Mad TV. TV. Yeah. Felt bad. Uh, Kevin Hart 
is auditioning. He he calls me Kevin. I tell he's like, Yo, Dean, man, yo, I'm uh, I just got got word. I'm auditioning for SNL. I am. I'm not. Nobody knows I'm auditioning, right? Because right. I don't want comics like, Yo, so what's going on? So I don't tell. The only person that knows eventually is Ian Edwards because I I needed to get it off my chest. Right. Ian and my and my future wife knew what was going on. Everybody else, nothing. So I tell Kev, he's like, Yo, can you help me prepare? So I'm like, All right, you know. <laughs> Well, because because yeah. he's still my friend, of course, you know, yeah. and I'm like I'm gonna look out for him, and and who, and I'm always like, what's meant to happen is gonna happen, yeah. you know. So I help him, and then eventually I, I tell him, I say, yo, I'm 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 auditioning too, I'm screen testing too. He's like, ah, right, yo, well, let's 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 knock it out, you know, because we we both were like, we're both auditioning for SNL, we're both going to Montreal, we're winning, you know, yeah. we both have some sort of heat, so uh, I go screen test on Thursday, J- July twelfth. I'm the last one of the day. They made me. They made me wait. I, f- I always feel like that was Lauren's way of saying, "If you you made us wait, now we're going to make you wait. <laughs> now, now, now we're going to see what kind of um, impressions you do under pressure." Um, but I remember Eddie Murphy always said, "Hey, you know when when I auditioned, I just ha- I said, hey, I'm gonna have fun." So that's going through the doors. When they called me, I got there like noon. Uh, I go at like five thirty. They call me wow. in. I, I you see home base where everyone's delivering their their monologues. I get on stage. The, there's a camera on me, but there's a monitor on top, so I see myself. Oh yeah, and it looks like I'm delivering a monologue. So I'm trying to be cool, but then I'm like, <laughs> I have this big <laughs> grin. Lauren's like, Dean, thank you for coming. I'm like, yo, thanks for having me. And uh, and people always said, you know, don't expect laughs. That the sketch that I had written, that joint killed. I heard laughs in the darkness. So oh I, wow, I left there saying, you know what. I think it's a good look. Monday comes, that was Thursday. The Monday comes, my agent calls. He says, all right, so um, Lauren wants to meet you on Wednesday. And the first thing I think is, but I'm going to Montreal. Like, I, I got to go Because, you know, as comics, we've worked hard. That's the stand-up To stand get to the festival, yeah. I've wanted to get to this for so long. Don't tell me I can't go. Right. So, but you go to the festival so you can get what you have. Boom. Yeah. And so that's what happens. So my agent says, uh, he's like, he's like, no, we already let them know. And they said, Lauren's going to um, just get you a ticket to fly up later after your meet. So once I heard that, I was like, oh, I think I got it. Yeah. You know, he just now he wants to size me up and see what I can do about my afro. So I, <laughs> so I get my time. hair. So, yeah, so I get yeah. my hair cornrowed because I know they wear a lot of wigs. And he even, he was like, no, about your hair. I said, I said that's why I came with it. Like, you know, because Timmy, when Tim Meadows started, his hair was very short. And then by the end, he had a he had you know full locks, and yeah. so the the wigs always look crazy. Um, for and then Lauren never hires you; he doesn't say you're hired. He said to me um, at the end, after sitting with him for a half hour, he says, "Well, we'll see you here." And so when I walked out of the office. Um, the producers, Marcy Klein, and a couple others, they're like, so? So I was like, yeah, he was a nice guy. And they're like, no, so what do you, I said, um, I did, did, did he hire me? She's like, yes. I was like, oh. Because <laughs> you still don't know. Because I mean, he, didn't, he didn't say right. you're hired. He yeah. just said, we'll see you here. You know. Yeah. And then the, a car is waiting downstairs to bring me to the airport to fly to Montreal. Dude, wow. so you go to Montreal, yeah. the festival, yeah. knowing Having you it. just yeah. got SNL. Yeah. How, yeah. I mean, that's the greatest. It was it was awesome. And because and, there was no pressure. And I'll never forget, we got up there. My, They told me I couldn't tell. I couldn't say anything. Wow. Otherwise, what was the point? So we had to we had to let it seem like I got it at Montreal. So yeah. I get there, and like Mark Hirschfeld from NBC Casting, he's like, 
congratulations. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> I don't know if he's if it's a right, double right. agent, so I'm like, I don't know nothing. Yeah. And I'm I'm tired because it's been a long day. Kev calls Kevin Hart has always been a hustler, right? And you gotta respect his hustle. So Kev calls me, he's, yo, Dean, what's up? Where, where where you at? I said, Man, I'm tired. I'm resting. He was like, Yo, we came up here. Come on, man. You gotta come down to the Delta. You got a politic, man. I'm like, Alright, so I got so I go in and I gotta play this whole role and then uh after my second showcase set on Thursday night, that was Wednesday, Thursday night, uh, I was able to then go and tell Kev, I was like, I got it. And uh, yeah, man, it was it was it was just it was awesome because then everyone, Richie Tankin is up there and he's like, yeah, Dean, come here. So you got SNL. Let me tell you about when when Eddie got SNL. You know, it was just it was great having having yeah. that type of attention, man. And then uh, and then nine eleven happened the day I was supposed to start. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, my first day of work was supposed to be uh. My first, the first official day for all cast and uh, writers to assemble was uh, Tuesday, September 11th, 2001, and uh, we got preempted. And, and it was because we had ne- we as Americans had never experienced right. that mm-hmm. that sort of trauma. Um, I actually remember saying to myself, I remember calling uh, Kenny Amon, who's one of Lauren's lieutenants. I was like, "Do um, do we still? Am I still hired? Because I, yeah. I was like, is, is 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 does life go? Is remember that kid? Is this life? Is this is this <laughs> yeah. is this going? Because I I was like, are we still gonna make have people TV? laugh? You yeah. know, it was just it was weird because I I watched the towers from my my window in Park Slope. I watched. The, them on on fire and I watched them collapse oh, wow. from my bedroom window, you know. So it was it was a two. It was a crazy. It was a crazy summer to say the least. Yeah. And then when did you guys go to work? When was and your... then we started the following week. Okay. The, 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 that that week, I don't know if you remember Steve, but did, do you remember going to like Boston Comedy Club like the week of nine eleven and and not even to get on stage, but just sort of to like just uh, you know commiserate with each other and fellowship with other yeah. comics. Like yo, what? Damn, what the hell, you know? Yeah, I remember clubs were closed for definitely four or five days, oh, yeah. and then I think the cellar or Gotham was the first yeah. to open, and mm-hmm. then the the other clubs fell in line. Right. And then when you, as a comic, those four or five days, I remember in New York going, I, I got to get a real job. Nobody's going to a comedy club right. now. I mean, right. I'm, this is right. done. This dream's gone. <laughs> right. I, right. You know, it sucks. It's over. Right. And then you go there, and you realize people just spent, Four or five days glued to their television. Right. They're depressed. They need an right. outlet. Watching the loop. Watching the loop exactly. of, of them continuously fall. Down. That's to me. That's what. Uh, that's one thing that bugs me about the media. Because I remember saying to myself, I was like, I actually forced myself. I said, turn this off because I'm watching people die. I'm, yeah. There, there are people in there that are not getting. A, there was a comic dogface. He was in um, one of the towers, and you're watching that happen. I was like, this is not good psychologically like, yeah. to constantly see. That's why I was so bugged with the whole like uh like Eric Garner getting strangled uh, by the by the police officers in Staten Island mm-hmm. and, and you know people with this whole Black Lives Matter uh movement as as a viewer as a parent I'm like yo this is we shouldn't see, you're showing someone get killed dying yeah on a loop and you're hearing him say I can't breathe I can't breathe yeah. why are you showing that why are we seeing that why is it okay to see uh, a black male get killed on a constant news loop, you know. Yeah, and so that's 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 something that that uh, I I hope the media is 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 uh, is getting away from doing. You know, um, there's still there still are the killings, but I haven't seen 
it's sad because now it's like it's like every every few weeks you're like, so has anyone anyone got shot? Have they shot anyone? Slow news day, yeah. yeah. You know, and and but I I just hope that they they start <coughs> minimizing what they show. You know, because it yeah. does desensitize us. Oh, completely. I mean, especially the last two summers. I yeah. mean, you just uh, there's that one footage. Even as you're talking now, I just Sullivan see... and Son. Oh, oh, Gary. I thought we were talking about Jesus more tragedy. Yeah. You know, y'all remind me of, of uh, Ricky Gervais's Stephen Merchant. It's like, fucking oh, worse. Oh, that that was just on a loop of that bar, and you just kept seeing that bar. The worst. You are the worst. By the way, later this week, Dean, uh, Steve is going to be auditioning for that UPN sketch show. Is that <laughs> Shut the on? fuck It's not even on the air. Up. My God. I do an impression. A lot of people don't know this. I do an impression. I'm Irish and Korean. I'm out of work. If anybody needs an extra worker at Subway, I'm Steve Byrne. Okay. Like, that's my impression. Thank you. Dean, how do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, please work. Work Shut on up. the macaroni. Little... The macaroni. Dean. I got to tell you, when he was telling that story yeah. about getting Saturday Night Live and the whole thing, I literally had a chill up my spine just hearing that because I had not heard that story. That's uh, very yeah. incredible. That's a great story. Okay. Yeah. Dean, we cannot thank you enough for coming in. Oh, and listen, thanks. you can find Dean on his own yeah. podcast on all things comedy. Thanks, comedy. Father Mucker Protocol. Mucker Protocol. Yep. You can follow me on social media at I am Dean Edwards. And watch him on ESPN and yes. countless other things. Yeah, Keep killing it, my friend. Thank yes, you so much for Thanks. joining Thanks us. For Thank you. Thanks for Gary, coming. Gary, anything you want to say before no. we leave? No. <laughs> <laughs>